Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 28th of October, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The currency markets have been as hot as the weather these days, with rates rising as a response to the pre-election tension. On Friday, the 22nd, the so-called blue dollar, a.k.a. the unofficial exchange rate in the parallel markets, closed out the week at a record high 195 pesos to sell, 191 to buy. While the official channels have a different exchange rate, currently standing at 100 pesos, the one in the informal markets can be even more telling of the peso's real value, as it's not controlled by the government. This means that although your bank may sell each dollar for less than 195 pesos, that's because it's currently being frozen for the sake of appearances. It's hard to understand, we know, but in Argentina, getting U.S. dollars through the formal channels can be harder than it sounds, as only some people are authorized to, and even those have monthly limits. Therefore, it's absolutely common for Argentines to resort to the informal market, which is why their rate is very relevant. This turbulence is a reflection of the uncertainty that investors feel ahead of the midterm elections. Moreover, Argentina's country risk, as tracked by J.P. Morgan, reached new heights with 1,672 points. But why are investors worried? Well, analysts have been speculating about a potential significant devaluation of the peso after the elections, in which the governing party could lose its majority of the upper house. President Fernandez has had currency controls in place since 2019. At this stage, devaluation would ease the stresses on exporters and lure foreign investment, but could add pressure to inflation, which would come at a political cost for Fernandez's coalition. That's President Fernandez's current dilemma. But despite rumors ripping through Argentina's investors, Economy Minister Martin Guzman declared on Sunday the 24th that there will be no devaluation of the peso in the immediate future. He said that the central bank is accumulating reserves and that exports are growing, which means Argentina has more resilience than it's given credit for. Only time will tell if this is true or not, but it surely isn't the first time that a huge devaluation was expected and nothing ended up happening. During the same conference, Guzman touched on Argentina's outstanding debt with the International Monetary Fund. Among other things, he said that ending the dependence on the IMF is an act of sovereignty and that it's the main problem that the former president, Mauricio Macri, left Argentina. He also added that the IMF loan was used to finance Macri's election campaign in 2019, which obviously failed. Speaking of the ex-president, Macri ignored his second summons to testify at the trial of illegal espionage of the families of the lost crew of the submarine Ara San Juan. If you're not familiar with the case, the Argentine submarine Ara San Juan disappeared in 2017 off the coast of Argentina while on a training exercise. A year after the disappearance, the wreck was found in the South Atlantic. Macri's lawyer at the time of the summons accused the judge of prejudging the case and lacking impartiality, which is why he's not showing up to testify in court. 
who's also failing to show up when needed, is President Fernandez. Last week, Rio Negro province's governor, Arabella Carreras, called for support from the national government to help solve the ongoing tension with Mapuche militants. For the last couple of weeks, a specific group within these indigenous inhabitants, known as RAM, in ancestral Mapuche resistance, have been leading a series of arson attacks, which the province is struggling to control. The security minister refused to send federal forces to Rio Negro, and President Fernandez said in a letter to the governor that provincial security was not a responsibility of the national government. Governor Carreras and other politicians were outraged with the letter. Speaking of outrage, the opposition is quite annoyed at the government's refusal to back the Organization of American States resolution calling for the release of political prisoners in Nicaragua. There have been about 31 people detained since early June, and at least seven presidential hopefuls are among them. The causes of imprisonment were treason and threatening the country's sovereignty. These people were taken into custody under a controversial law approved by Parliament last year that critics say was designed to silence opponents and disqualify potential challengers to President Daniel Ortega. The Argentine government is clearly avoiding the condemnation of the political repression of opponents of Ortega's regime, a president whose election process did not meet the criteria for free and fair elections. The governing party is no stranger to having controversial allies. On Friday, the 22nd, Venezuela's former intelligence chief allegedly told Spanish courts that Caracas had sent some 21 million U.S. dollars to Argentina to help fund Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner's 2007 presidential campaign. Although this happened over 10 years ago, the claims could further damage the now vice president Fernandez de Kirchner's image and deepen her legal woes. To this day, the government still refuses to speak against Venezuela's regime. In other news, Argentina's health minister, Carla Visotti, announced at a press conference on Tuesday the 26th that a third shot of the coronavirus vaccine will be offered to people over 50 and the immunocompromised. She explained that a third shot is different from receiving a booster. While the third dose complements the primary scheme to extend protection, the booster reinforces immunity periodically, and that takes place at least six months after having received the primary scheme. The reinforcement will start in December for those over 50 who received Sinopharm, health workers, and the immunocompromised of all ages and who have received any of the vaccines available. During the same press conference, Visotti also said that foreigners under 18 who arrive at the country will be exempt from quarantine measures and offered a vaccine at border crossings. Those over the age of 18 will have to present a negative PCR test, even if they've been vaccinated. While on the subject of COVID-19, about 55% of the country has been vaccinated with both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. However, cases have duplicated at a national level. Although the number of cases is still low, these numbers should be followed closely as the possibility of a third wave has not been ruled out.
Another wave to look out for is the heat wave that's been hitting various provinces this week. In Buenos Aires, temperatures broke the record for the month of October, reaching 36 degrees at 4 p.m. If you go outside, be sure to hydrate, especially if you play sports, and try not to be exposed to the sun between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. On that note about sports, a new series on the life of football star Diego Maradona premiered in Argentina on Thursday the 28th. Produced by Amazon Prime, Sueño Bendito aims to reflect the triumphs and challenges of the legendary football player from his humble beginnings in Via Fiorito to his revolutionary career for Barcelona and Napoli. The series was filmed in various locations in Argentina, Spain, Italy, Uruguay, and Mexico, and consists of 10 one-hour episodes. As the home country of Maradona, Argentina will be the first country to see the broadcast of the first installment, so check it out over the weekend if you're interested, and let us know your thoughts. And I have one more recommendation before we go. On the 23rd of October, Argentina celebrated the 70th birthday of singer-songwriter Charlie Garcia. And I say celebrated because the occasion was marked by one of Argentina's first massive concerts since the start of the pandemic. Joined by various local musicians, the legendary rock star took to the stage at the Kirchner Cultural Center in Buenos Aires, where tens of thousands of people gathered to hear his music and wish him happy birthday. If you hadn't heard of him before, maybe this is your cue to try a new artist. Let us know if you've heard Charlie Garcia's music and what your thoughts are on this renowned artist. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going on in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.